It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. I'm so glad that each of us are unique individuals. As an artist, Pamela Lozano, also known as Pam Demonium, envelops all the senses through photography, graphic art, music, nature, and quilting. She says she doesn't fit in a box, but who made that box anyway? I love how Pamela's artistic talents shine as she describes the quilts that she loves. Pamela, thanks for joining me on A Quilter's Life. Thank you for having me. I feel honored to be here. I am so glad I get to chat with you. And thanks again for being part of the A Quilter's Life Facebook group that I have. Thank you for actually putting a group together like that. It's nice to have community like that. It sure is. Let's start with where were you born and raised? I was born in Houston, Texas. But as a child, I grew up in Los Angeles, California. And then my mom moved us to Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua in Mexico. Oh, wow. So that was most of my childhood and early adulthood. From that, could I kind of guess that you're fluent in Spanish also? Oh, yes. I'm very fluent in Spanish, both written and spoken. Wow. That is so neat. Do you have a special childhood memory? Actually, I do. I was thinking about that today. There was one day, I believe I was in the first grade. We took a field trip. I lived in Los Angeles, of course, at the time. And we took a field trip to SeaWorld. And I remember getting to the school and it was really dark because it was before sunrise. And it was just such an odd feeling seeing my teacher at that time. But we ended up on a boat on the coast of San Diego and we were watching whales go by, hump whales. So as the boat was going, the hump whales were swimming next to us. I remember it being so magical. That would be. <laughs> I think even as an adult, that would be so cool. But as a little kid, wow, that must have been neat. That was, it was a surreal experience because I had never seen a whale before in my life. My husband and I had an opportunity to go to Hawaii and we went on a whale watch. Did not see any whales. <laughs> not a single one. You know, I thought it was kind of odd that I saw like three or four of them in the sea. We got really lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. Can you tell me about employment you have that was not quilting related? I worked in human resources for a wood carving plant, actually. <laughs> it was really fun. I was the Spanish liaison for all the Spanish-speaking employees. Oh, wow. I'm trying to picture what kind of wood carvings they would be. They would do things that were on pieces of furniture, like legs that were carved for 
pool tables or like the ends of the bed that were turned. Neat. Yeah, they had a lot of intricate carvings. It was a really neat company, actually. I really enjoyed working there. And where was that located? That was in Hickory, North Carolina. It was called Cranford Wood Carving. Oh, wow. Really nice family who owns it. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. They make some nice furniture down there. Very nice furniture. Remember back then they had a four-story mall dedicated to just furniture. Oh, yeah, that would be neat. Are there any other jobs you want to tell me about? Growing up, my mom owned a boutique, so I helped her run them for many years. That was a lot of fun. We would go out on shopping trips to Los Angeles or Morelia in Mexico. That was pretty neat. Yeah. I think that's probably where I got my love of textiles. Uh-huh. Did you mention that you were a DJ? Yes, currently I'm a DJ. I am an electronics music DJ, so kind of like raves. <laughs> And I love that hobby. It's been such a ride to be able to play. Oh, so that's more of a hobby. So you were holding on to that for later, huh? Yeah, I actually didn't learn to DJ until I was 33. And it wasn't really supposed to be anything other than just a personal hobby, you know, in my house. But once I started playing on really big systems, I got hooked. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, it's not work because I don't want to do it that often because then it seems like work, but it is so much fun. So much fun. Oh, wow. It's nice to hear how music is changing as well. Oh, that's an interesting aspect of it. Yes, it seems like they're all merging with electronic music because you get a lot of remixes of old songs that you absolutely love, but in a new twist. Mm-hmm. Well, let's jump back to where do you live now and how did you get there from where you were born and raised? Currently, I live in San Antonio, Texas, and I moved to North Carolina from Ciudad Juarez probably about 25 years ago. So I went to go live in North Carolina. That's where I worked with Cranford Wood Carving. And then I got married and we moved to San Antonio, Texas. But right before we moved to San Antonio, Texas, we had moved to Arizona. And that's actually where I learned how to quilt at the community college there. So when we moved to San Antonio, Texas, I got divorced. And that's when I learned how to DJ. And then since the pandemic hit, I actually got a lot more into quilting. I redesigned my home space to where my studios in my living room for my quilts, my DJing, my sewing in general. It's interesting because living in so many places, you kind of pick up a lot on design. Yeah. Because each place kind of has its feel for color and design and environment. It's really a great way to expand your view of the world yeah. when you live in different places and see the way different people live and how they interact. And 
It's nice to expand your perspectives like that because you become a lot more patient with people. Yeah. It's fun to realize that there are other perspectives besides our own. Oh, yes. And it actually helps you be more creative with your life as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really fit in a box. I'm 49 years old and a DJ and a quilter. That kind of doesn't go together. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I've seen so many ways of living that it just, it just seems natural to just go towards what you feel is right. Mm-hmm. I was just laughing because I would tell my kids, let me stay in my box. Don't burst my bubble. <laughs> I mean, there's a safety there. <laughs> there is, but. It didn't matter. I had to open that box anyway. (laughs) Besides quilting, are there other crafts you do or have done? Actually, yes. My first love was photography. That was the first thing I had studied in college. And I started out in the darkroom. I was doing gallery showings in... Phoenix. And then when we moved is when I lost my dark room. So I ended up going to college and learning quilting. But I'm also a graphic artist as well. And I also am a gardener and grow food in my apartment. I was noticing your plants in some of your pictures. Oh, yes. I have 11 fruit trees in my apartment. (laughs) Oh, well, I don't think I noticed those, but that's really neat. What fruit? I have a few mango trees that I started from seed, a plum tree, three peach trees, a fig tree, and a grapevine. Mm. That sounds delicious. I'm surprised at how much I can grow in containers. (laughs) It's gotten a little out of control. (laughs) Do you have other hobbies? Bike riding. I really do love bike riding. And dancing, of course. Mm -hmm. Do you think some of these hobbies you have have shown up in your quilting? I believe they have. I feel very connected to textures in nature, colors. There's a lot of color in the nightlife, and I feel that the vibrancy comes out in my textiles choices. I don't really go towards anything really light, but Mm -hmm. I do love greens and blues like they are in nature. Yeah. You mentioned you took a quilting class at the college. Is that how you were introduced to quilting? Yes, they actually had a course in quilting there, which I took for a few semesters. And it was a wonderful, I guess you could call it a quilting bee, an official (laughs) type of quilting bee there, but with instructions. So I went in not even knowing how to use my sewing machine and walked away with so many skills that now that we have the internet and I'm looking, you know, to expand my skills and look for information out there. I'm realizing how much I was taught 
it's really nice to know that it was a good course. Yeah. I know quilting courses are not cheap. Yeah. But it looks like you've expanded it to even making some clothing. Yes, I just recently started making more of my clothing and it's combined into clothing for my performances, actually, which has been fun because I get to design something that fits my personality instead of going out and trying to find somebody else's design. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't make DJ clothes for 49 year old women. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't experienced that, but (laughs) it's kind of a niche. (laughs) I do know what it's like to shop for shoes. And my size is a children's size two. Oh, you know, they do have some cute girl shoes, but for loud people like me. (laughs) But finding it without a Disney character on it is sometimes difficult. Oh, yes, I can totally see how that would happen. (laughs) And I'm too cheap to buy the real expensive, nice ones. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I bet you if you do find them, you probably find them on sale. So anyways, that's my only experience in that. Do you have a favorite quilt, whether it's one you've seen or one you've made? I love Ginny Byer quilts because she does them all by hand. Oh, really? Yes, she has a very intricate style. And I do some of my quilts by hand just because it's a different experience than on the machine. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how a quilt by hand will take as long as a quilt by machine because you can do a quilt by hand anywhere. You don't have to set up on the machine. Yeah. So when I look at her quilts, I get lost in them. I'm trying to picture when you say you get lost in them. Is it the design? Mm-hmm. It's definitely the design, but it's also she designs I believe the fabrics as well that go into them. So she'll take a fabric and use the design of the fabric to be able to enhance the design that she's making in the piecing. Wow. That takes so much thought. That's amazing. Yes. Her approach to design is so intricate and well thought out. I think I really love that about her process. And she doesn't sell any of her quilts either. She says that she spends so much time with them that they're part of the family. (laughs) Which is true. It is. I know the picture that I sent you, that blue quilt took me a year to make. Really? It's got almost 4,000 pieces in it because it's double-sided. It's amazing. Not sure if I want to do another double-sided quilt, though. (laughs) (laughs) They're really hard to line up when you're trying to line them up in the back. Yeah, when I took that first quilt class, they were saying, if you do piece the back, you need to make sure the seams aren't at the same place on the front and the back. Is that what you did, or did you try to line them up? No, because the back I made chaos and the front is order. So (laughs) 
the back actually started kind of weird because I had so many extra pieces left from cutting things wrong. Or I remember I found one of the border pieces because, you know, I was piecing the border and then realized because they were two different colors. So it was an even amount of each one. But I lost a chunk of it somewhere in my mess. <laughs> and so I made it again. I thought, okay, whatever. And I made it again. And when I went to clean up, I found that strip <laughs> that I had pieced together. And that's what started the back. Because I thought, I can't just let it go to waste. And so I started throwing all the pieces together. Kind of like a crazy quilt. Yeah. And then once I got to a certain point, I wanted some order. So then I made those crazy pieces into blocks. So it kind of just organically grew. So it wasn't really that I was trying to not match up things. Okay. I didn't have a problem quilting it, though. I didn't get it stuck in there from them being lined up like that. Uh-huh. Well, good. And while you're working on your quilt, is there a tool that you love? Actually, I just got a new... One of those tiny rotary cutters. Oh, yeah. I really like that. It's made my cutting curves and cutting, you know, oddly shaped items really easy. Except the only thing is you can only do one piece of fabric at a time. Oh. But it's so small that you can do... I was cutting out pieces for an outfit that I had and they were kind of weirdly curved and it was so nice to do that. So I look forward to using it for reverse applique. Uh-huh. Have you done that before or are you just looking forward to doing it? That's what I bought it for, actually. I just promised myself not to start a new quilt before finishing <laughs> <laughs> the one I've been working on a while. So it's a project sitting there. You know, we have a few. Yep. <laughs> Is there a part of the process that you like better than others, or do you like each step? Of course, I like the piecing the most. I'm sure most of us do. <laughs> but I do enjoy all of the process. I love the quilting part. I do all my quilting by my own machine here at home. And it's just a little brother machine. It's not anything special. But I love when I start seeing the actual quilt turn into a quilt through the stitching of the quilting, the way it changes the texture of it and makes it, you know, rippled or that change in the texture mm -hmm. is really what I love about quilting. Neat. Do you have a worse quilting experience? I had a quilt stolen from me one time. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a quilt top that I was making for somebody and it was stolen from me and it made me really sad. I didn't even have a picture of it. It was an around the world pattern. You know that uh -huh. pattern? Yeah. It was one of those and it was in blue and gray. It was a queen size, I believe. I had just finished a quilt top and they stole the quilt top. Wow. And that's just not something you can go pick up somewhere. It's No, it's not. And fabric is so expensive too. You know, to make a queen size quilt that it's not easily replaced. Yeah. Oh, that is sad. Mm -hmm. Do you know why you make quilts rather than using your time doing something else? Yes, actually. I make quilts for my children. 
I don't get to see them a whole lot. So it's my place to spend with them. And I feel that they can hug me when I'm gone through my quilt. Wow. That's important. It's very important. I feel that we need those connections. And a quilt is a beautiful way to share that energy of love with those that you care for. Mm-hmm. Even an ugly quilt is a wonderful quilt. I'm laughing because I'm picturing when we moved back to Ohio, there was commercial on, there are no ugly cars, and this guy was dressed up as Lady Liberty saying that, but there are no ugly quilts. <laughs> <laughs> there are no ugly quilts. Cars, maybe. <laughs> Oh, geez. <laughs> so as I was thinking, there were no ugly quilts. That commercial just popped in my head. That's good marketing right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my next question is, who do you make them for? Did you just answer that? Your children, yes. or do you make them for others also? No, I only make quilts for my children. It's their inheritance. I figure I can leave them a ton of quilts for them to do as they wish. (laughs) Hope they live in cold weather when I need them. (laughs) Well, they can always sell them, you know. (laughs) They do live in North Carolina, so that's quilt country. Yeah, it is. What are you working on right now? I am working on a rainbow quilt that was inspired by a book I was given, 3D quilts. So I made the blue one of the picture that I sent you. But then when I finished that one, I wanted to make one in rainbow colors. So there's a book by Ruth Ann Berry. It's called Stunning 3D Quilts. And she makes them all with triangles. So at the moment, I'm kind of obsessed with triangles. You can do a lot with them. So much. And then depending on the placement of color and value, you can just expand that so much more. Yeah. Do you have a quilting tip to share? I have a quilting tip to share with people who have ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) This is my number one rule when it comes to that. If I am on a roll, then I need to stop because my brain will check out and I will inevitably mess something up. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So I must take breaks often to kind of keep my attention at what I'm doing, which is great for kind of like a meditation because you have to be so focused on what you're doing. Well, I was wondering if quilting might be real good for that because is it a break from the whole quilt or can you break it up into I'm cutting now, okay, now I'm going to sew, now I'm going to press? Yes, I actually switch it back and forth because if I do the same thing over and over again, after a while, I'm not registering what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So if I feel that I am getting into a sort of trance, then I'll stop and change up the process that I'm doing. I'll go and sew or I'll go and iron. So for me, one of my rules is if I'm on a roll, take a break or change it up. Yeah. Good idea. 
<laughs> now, I saw that you made a lot of masks. Yes. And you did that for some clients? I did it for friends who wanted specialized masks. I made them four-layered with a wire, and I had a bunch of fabrics in my collection. So as a DJ in the electronic music scene, a lot of ravers wear masks. So when the pandemic hit, I started making them with specialty fabrics so that they would be fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed that part of it, actually. I mean, not the pandemic, but the mask part. (laughs) (laughs) Verification. And actually, I don't know if you know, but quilting fabric is one of the best fabrics to use to filter out things in the air for flus and COVID and stuff. So I believe two layers of fabric was like 78% filtration. I put four layers on mine and you could still breathe through them because they're cotton. Yeah. And I have yet to catch COVID. (laughs) (laughs) So just saying all you quilters out there, they're good masks. (laughs) (laughs) I saw also how you were being praised because it said you gave great attention and detail to your work. Oh, thank you. You know, when I quilt, like I said, I love to focus a lot on what I'm doing. So when I get into the intricacies of it, you know, when I'm making one block that has 45 pieces in it, Mm -hmm. it's almost like I'm taking my frustrations out on my piece instead of people. So when you see a lot of the detail, I was probably having a frustrating day that day. (laughs) 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 it's better to get mad at a quilt than a person right oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing and it comes out beautiful thank you thank you it's all the love we have Mm -hmm. as i went to look up a little bit more about you before our interview i went on to your facebook page and was surprised to see my picture there wow Thanks for posting about going to be on this podcast. And then when I scrolled down and saw the picture of the dog that you put on there, I <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. But that's the way I feel when someone signs up or agrees to be on the podcast. That's exactly, I laugh so hard because like, yes. That's how I'm feeling, too. (laughs) I was so excited. I was so incredibly excited. I feel honored to share something that I really honestly don't share with a lot of people. You know, quilting is such a private experience for us. And when you contacted me, I just couldn't stop smiling. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And when you answered, I couldn't stop either, so. Oh, yay. Oh, and by the way, the dog's name is Zeus. That's my best friend. (laughs) Oh, so it's actually your dog. Yes. He's been with me since he was four weeks old. He's seven years old now. And he's actually traveled with me. He's been to the Mayan ruins. (laughs) Oh, wow. I hope to get there someday. Was that really neat to see? It is so beautiful. And actually in the Yucatan Peninsula, there are so many pyramid sites. There's some in Cozumel, 
There's some 20 minutes south of Tulum. And they're all different. There's one in Yucatan that has a cenote in it that you can actually swim in on the pyramid site. So there are some beautiful places out there. I totally recommend. (laughs) (laughs) It's on my list. I actually traveled the Yucatan Peninsula for about a year and a half. Really? Yeah. Off and on, I would go for a few weeks and then come back. So I got to get to know a lot of the rural places out there because, you know, I'm on a really small budget. So I would just take the public transportation and go to different beaches because, you know, there's the touristy parts. And then if you go out, there's so many beautiful beaches that are still virgin out there. Wow. By the way, I just looked up that dog. You were talking about a gif. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was my dog, but that's not my dog. (laughs) I just looked it up right now because my dog is on there sometimes. (laughs) I I saw a picture of your dog, too. (laughs) Okay. That's Zeus. (laughs) (laughs) I had to look it up. I'm like, wait a minute. I think it was my dog. (laughs) (laughs) I thought maybe you had two dogs. No, no. Like you said on your Facebook page, that is the way I feel when you said you would talk to me too. So it goes both ways. Oh, thank you. I guess we love what we do and it shows. Yeah. I feel like art saves lives. We need to really, really support our arts. And even there were some YouTube videos about showing how to make certain blocks or whatever. And I realized... That's a totally different language. I don't understand what they're saying, but I can understand what they're doing. And we have this in common. That is a worldwide gift. I just think it's so cool that all around the world. That we hold that in common. Yeah. It is beautiful because it's how we relate to each other as humans. Oh, you do that too? That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's like when you meet another culture and you're so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to share with me, Pamela? My thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh-huh. It is so great to meet you. It's really nice meeting you. I had a really good time talking to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.